namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhassa Hi everyone, welcome to Dharma Earth's Dose of Dharma and this is your Dose of Dharma for today. So we go on to the next blessing which is maintaining wives and children. Okay, so what does it mean by that? Hmm? Well, maintaining uh, wife and children we know. Maintaining means by supporting them, by honoring them like honoring your wife, treating your wife with respect and honor. So this is what it means. It should be understood as a blessing because it is a cause for such well-being in the present life as you get the work properly organized, the work at home to be properly organized. No, So if you go home, your wife and your children, the whole family is harmonious and you guys are also able to get through obstacles of defilement like arguments and all that with Dharma, then it is counted as a blessing. Lay people feel very fortunate to have a family like that. Isn't that so? Hmm? So let's see. Any other ways that the Buddha say, how do you maintain your wife? According to the long discourses of the Buddha in the Diganikaya, no? So there's the singular sutta again. So over there, the Buddha said, huh, there are five ways in which a husband should minister to the wife. <clears throat> so what are they? First, by honoring her. Second, by not disparaging her. Third, by not being unfaithful to her. Fourth, by giving authority to her. And number five, by providing her with adornments. And there are five ways in which a wife, when her husband treats her like this, she will reciprocate. And this is generally. So first, she will properly organize her work. Second, she will be kind to the servants. Third, she will not be unfaithful. Fourth, she will protect the properties and stores. And then the last one, she will be skillful and diligent in all she has to do. Okay. So this is taken from a ancient Indian family culture context okay but let's see what is applicable is it applicable in the present world let's see okay so if you have your wife first if you honor her you treat her with honor place her in a position where she's supposed to be like when you go for dinners official dinners and all that and you introduce to your colleagues your boss oh this is my wife and you know and giving her the rightful place then, oh, she will feel appreciated, right? Yeah, so this is one way of treating respect to her, no? And it is good, it is wholesome, right? Okay, and the second one, by not disparaging her, of course. If you disparage her and throw her with a lot of toxic and uh, bad, evil words, uh, then the relationship becomes toxic. Isn't that so? Huh? Then she will not reciprocate with kindness, isn't it? <laughs> Makes sense to you, right? Okay. And by not being unfaithful to her, of course, this is understandable. By giving authority to her, that means in a very traditional Asian culture, the man is the one who goes out to work and earn the bread, and the wife is the one who takes care of the family, you know? I don't know how about that in the West, but in Asia, uh, generally it is like this. And so when the husband goes out uh, to work, uh, he gives authority to the wife 
for her to handle all the household works and handle all the things necessary to maintain the house and all that. The money, the authority, the servant should listen to her and all that. Uh, then she will be able to play her role well. Alright, and she will be able to help the husband huh, to have a relaxing and a comfortable home when he comes back. Okay? It's not that like women are inferior to men or something like that. It's not like that. But at that time, that was the way families were constructed and they laid out their roles and responsibilities as husbands and wives. Okay? So yeah, it's like that. So nowadays, if your family structure is in this kind of same structure, then yeah, you should give her authority, no? Give her authority to the servants, give her authority to cleaning the house and doing whatever she wants with the house. Of course, if you need to negotiate, eh, discuss, you can discuss. But if you're not around, she should have the authority to be in charge of the house. And the servants, it is good if she can be in charge of the servants or the maids or in charge doesn't mean like dominating you know in charge means like they have to report to her and she has to allocate their work to them and reward them when they do good and teach them when they do not perform well you know something like that huh? and the last one by providing her with adornments uh, by providing her actually this one also means providing her with the necessities hmm? necessities other than endowments. Then five ways in which the wife, if you treat your wife like this, generally they may reciprocate because you are being very good to her, right? So usually people, generally they will reciprocate. By what way? By organizing her work and being kind to the servants. Huh? Then because you give her authority, so when they are kind to the servants, then the house and the servants or the people who help out in the house the workers, if it's a harmonious household, yeah, then it's very good, no? At least you don't have to be afraid of your your servants or your workers putting something extra <laughs> with uh, with inverted brackets extra <laughs> into your food, right? Because you're bad to them, then maybe they you know put some snot <laughs> or, or spit into your food. Well, at least you don't have to worry about that, right? Okay. And she will reciprocate by huh, not being unfaithful, and she will help to because you gave her authority to your wealth, so she will huh, reciprocate by protecting your wealth and all that. And then in order to give to the relationship, she will try to be skillful and diligent in all she has to do, right? So you see, in this relationship between the husband and the wife, the Buddha say in this way the Western direction is covered, making it at peace and free from fear. So when we look at what Buddha say, if we look at the principles behind it, then you can see that in this relationship, in order for the relationship to be peaceful and free from fear, what are the factors? The factors are that the husband gives to the wife and the wife reciprocates by giving to the husband. So it's a reciprocal uh, relationship. I have noticed that because we talk to many devotees, we have gotten in touch with many devotees. I've noticed that in those devotees that whether be it a husband and wife or friends, those that reciprocate by giving to each other, are giving to the relationship, investing into the relationship, sacrificing for the relationship, for the benefit of others, for the benefit of the other party or parties, 
then the relationship is more strong and more easily maintained. Okay, they will last longer. But if it is just one side, then it is, I notice that it is very difficult because there is patience to a person's giving. Right? So each person in a couple, right? Whether it's the male or the female, they have their needs, whether it's material needs or spiritual needs, uh, mental needs, care and concern, uh, TLC, tender loving care. Each they have their own needs, but if they work together to to give to each other and to and to fulfill the other party's needs and to help each other and both give to the relationship and for the benefit of the other party, then I notice that this kind of relationship is more harmonious. They are able to cope with differences in ideas and they are able to last a longer time. Okay? Yeah, and not only giving, but also restraining. You see, in this sutta, Buddha say the husband should relate to his wife by not being unfaithful to her. He should minister to the wife by not being unfaithful to her. And the wife generally will reciprocate by not being unfaithful to the husband. So when both of them, they have a restraint, even though they may meet with temptations throughout life, but if they know that the relationship is important, then they will restrain also. So it's not just giving to the relationship, but also restraining and refraining from being unfaithful to the other party. So which means you give the other party trust also hmm? by restraining ourselves and moving away from temptations. And in this way, if we can do this, you see, then there will be a very harmonious relationship. Hmm? So in the world, many people, many couples, many families, some of them, they are suffering from a lot of things, a lot of arguments, a lot of disagreements. But you know, sometimes if we look at what the Buddha has to say, even though in detail, sometimes this is taken out from the context of uh, ancient India family culture. But if we look at the principles behind it, it is also very, very applicable for us in the modern age. So it's important to not only know what the Buddha said, but also try to understand what are the principles behind that. And then if you try to apply it, if the details doesn't work for you now, or you cannot do it now, but at least you try to apply the principles behind it, then definitely you will have a certain positive effect on your relationships. Okay? So it is like this. So that's a dose of Dhamma for today. Hopefully today's sharing will be able to help you guys to have a harmonious and um, peaceful and free from fear family. And uh, bless all of you to be uh, well, peaceful and happy. And may the Triple Gem bless all of us to be able to attain path, fruition and Nibbana as soon as possible. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu.